This Week in Baby Quest. Hello, Noonan. Do you get that? No. So, in the 1990s, there was this TV show called Seinfeld. <laughs> Welcome to Baby Quest. My name is Mike. And I'm Leah. Welcome to Baby Quest, Leah. Thanks, Mike. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Okay. I just had some Starbursts, so Squid's probably going to have a dance party. Yeah, so you're feeling her move around a lot now? Um, yes. It's still not what I would classify as, like, movement. What does that mean? Like, it's still a little, like, fluttery and poppy. And that that's not from movement? Well, that is movement, but it's not the same as, like, I don't know. I don't know either. What are you talking it's about? It's like, they're little movements. It hasn't gotten to, like, the big movement stage. Okay. So it's hard to be like, oh, she's kicking well you're telling me all the time that you can feel her moving around and doing stuff and like oh you like this music oh you like this food like anytime there's anything happening she loves it apparently or i mean hates everything or hates everything (laughs) unsure unclear mixed messages yeah no i'm like feeling lots it's just like hard to describe what it feels like sure yeah Anyways, yeah, she's like in there doing stuff. That's good. I haven't felt her yet. No. But I mean, I have, like, even when I put my hands on my belly, I don't feel anything. Yeah. Maybe soon. Maybe someday soon. I mean, probably in the next, like, couple weeks. We're at week 20. Tomorrow. Yep. Tomorrow for us recording. So we're getting there. We're getting to movement time. Yeah. It was like 22 weeks with Eliza that you felt her. Mm. So yeah, pretty soon. And that was like some big movements when you first felt her. Yeah. That's because we were at Canada Day and we were watching the fireworks and Eliza uh, went banana pants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Either she, I think, I think they were scaring her because they were loud and like. She's just very patriotic. Vibrating and I think she just like. I think they were startling her, like, every time they went off. She just really wanted to celebrate her country. That's (laughs) all that was. All right. Sure. So, yeah. What else happened this week? We got the final results of the genetic testing. Yeah, we did. Not waiting for any more results. They're all in. All the results are in, and we have the results. So the last thing we were waiting for was to see whether or not she has Noonan syndrome. Mm Mm-hmm. And? And? She does. She does. (laughs) So we were kind of surprised about this. Yeah, I wouldn't say we're, like, upset or sad. We knew there was a 50% chance. Definitely surprised. Yeah, I think just because, I mean, with our experience with Eliza... We knew from very early on, like, what week was it when they saw the neck thickness stuff? 12 weeks. Right, so at 12 weeks... And also, they were already suspecting she had a heart defect at that point. 
Yeah, so at 12 weeks, they were seeing she had the extra neck thickness, which at that stage in development is usually a very good indicator of some kind of genetic syndrome or genetic... like abnormality. Abnormality. Yeah. And also, they were like, "Mm, and her heart might be kind of funky from what we can see. It's the size of, like, a poppy seed, but (laughs) we have amazing technology and we can already see it looks a little weird. Yeah. So... We had none of that this time. Yeah. Everything looks great. And we've had more ultrasounds. Somehow, if you can believe it, even more ultrasounds than last time. So, like, they've had more chance to look at her heart and, like, nothing. I'd have my anatomy scan on Monday. Mm Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, of course, we'll look at the heart, but we'll look at everything else. Mm-hmm. So we might find out some information on Monday. And then the week after, I have the fetal echocardiogram. So it's the ultrasound that looks just at the heart. Yeah. And then I see uh, one of the cardiologists from CHEO afterwards, and we, like, review the results. Yeah. So, so far, everything's looking really good good and nothing weird has come up which is why we were surprised a little bit to hear about the noons but also it could be that she just has like a very small heart defect that hasn't been well yeah detected yet let's do a little refresher course on noonan syndrome so leah has it i have it not me and which means i have a 50 percent chance of passing it on in every pregnancy uh so and Noonan's at its like most basic boiled down definition is you're short in stature and you have a heart defect yeah now the short in stature piece your your like genetics from your parents and their height determines your height Like, that plays into it. So if you had two people who were both over six feet who had a child with Noonan's, that child might only be, like, you know, 5'5", 5'6". So in the general population would look fairly average, but in their family would look short. Sure. So Noonan's... But my parents were, like, 5'5 and 5'3", so I'm... (laughs) Four ten. <laughs> yeah. But so backing up a little bit, Noonan's, like, I've heard people call it the most common of the rare diseases, right? The rare. The rare genetic disorders. Yeah. Um, There's also a whole bunch of, like, physical traits. But what I was saying before you interrupted me oh, was that we were looking at stuff before recording this episode, and... I knew that it was, like, common-ish, but still rare. Some studies say that it could be as high as 1 in 100 people have Noonan syndrome. It's just, in most people that have it, it's so mild, it's just, like, never detected. Yeah, and I think, like, that's where the height piece probably plays a huge part. So if you don't look super short in comparison to the general population, your f- parents' family probably aren't going to do a whole lot of investigating. Genetic testing. Yeah, as to why. But, yeah. you know, when I was 12 and not growing, and 
when I say like not growing, like I, I never had a growth spurt as a child. I used to wear out my running shoes. I, I grew very slowly, which was when my parents were like, this is weird. Like they'd both had multiple children before me. They knew kind of how kids grow and what it's supposed to look like. And they were like, Leah's not doing that. And so then they started like questioning and going like contacting doctors and like, let's figure out what's going on. Mm -hmm. But you were mentioning, so some of the other symptoms of Noonan's before, so you interrupted me, but then I interrupted you about it. Right. So some of the, the, the main symptoms are height, number one. Yeah. Number two, heart condition of some sort, some yeah. kind of congenital heart defect. Yeah. Number three, all like the facial feature markers. Yeah, so I like think. color and, and shape of your eyes, low set ears, and then stuff like poor flexibility and muscle tone. <laughs> and isn't like very like defined the thing above your lip but yeah. below your nose? Yeah, that little them? like indenty thing. There's a name for it in your top lip. Yeah, that's like well defined is how they like mm-hmm. turn when they phrase it. Yeah, Leah's got all of them. And then the the least common symptom, but. Maybe like most severe like skeletal deformations. Yeah. Like really pronounced like breastbone or yeah. spinal issues, things like that. Yeah. And I like, I don't have. You don't really have those? That My like, I would say like my like rib cage breastbone is like probably by some doctor's definition, like slightly deformed, if you want to say, but also that's hard to differentiate if that's Noonan's or if that's the fact that I had open heart surgery at two and a half and they literally have to cut your breastbone in half. Yeah, crack you open. And then put you back together. So like, you know, that might have been part of (laughs) the impact, right? Like You you do have some like hilarious joints and stuff like that. Like most of the things in your body... Like, you wouldn't be able to tell just by looking at you. Everything looks great. Everything looks, like, amazing. <laughs> but then your arms don't fold in certain ways. Yeah, so... It's not things that come up very often. Like, but it's like, if can you, you were, put your arms to your side? No. Yeah, so you can, like, probably try this at home. So if you stand up straight and you put your arms with, like, your palms facing out but by your side your arms will probably lie flat against the side of your body. So mine do that until my elbow, and then they flare out. So I can't make my, like, forearm, like, it won't just rest against my body. I have to, like, force it to do that. (laughs) Yeah, just some fun stuff like that. It's just, like, weird things that, like, you would probably never notice, but once I show people, they're like, well, that's odd. (laughs) And then just, you have basically all of the, the facial feature markers. Yeah. You're yeah. mentioning eye color and your eyes. I think if you had to fill out a government form, you might say green. But I always say not green, green, but they're not. Um, they're like, they're yellow with some blue. Yeah. If it's you... like not mixed up <laughs> and mostly kind of a yellowy gold color. Yeah. 
people are always very surprised when I tell them like, oh yeah, my eyes, like you can, you can tell they're not mixed well. And then they'll like stare at my eyes and they're like, whoa, they're really not. Like you can see the blue chunk and the yellow chunk. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> um, but I mean, I also have the same color eyes as my dad. And that's part of the thing with Noonan's is that a lot of like most of the characteristics are things you will find in the general population but when you see them all combined Mm -hmm. those are like that's what is the markers of newtons so you know the fact that i have low set ears isn't really that strange lots of people in the general population have low set ears many members of my family have them but (laughs) Yeah. That combined with everything else means Noonan's. Oh, that's the other thing. There was a um, an article in the National Post a few, I guess, a few years ago now. Yeah, like two years ago, I think. And it was just about how there was some great new treatment for Noonan's heart patients, like if for kids who have like the worst of the worst kind of heart mm-hmm. conditions associated with Noonan's. There's this cool new treatment. Amazing, amazing. Love it. It's fantastic. Good news for us personally. And there's a picture of, like, the kid featured in the story, and this child looked exactly like Leah. Yeah. It was just a picture of Leah, but small, (laughs) in the newspaper. Yeah. I mean, this child had, like, very blonde hair, but I think if you were to, like, cut out just the face (laughs) and, like, put it next to my baby photos, people would be like, yeah, I don't know, that's, like, the same person. Mm." And we, like... We saw that with Eliza. Eliza was born and we looked at her and I was like, holy moly, like, like I cloned her. Like, it was like a clone of me. Like, it was very odd. Yeah, so Eliza obviously had most of the Noonan's markers. She had a heart thing and all the facial feature things. It was written, like, we saw on her autopsy report, they made note of the low set ears. (laughs) We were like, yep. Oh, yeah. So anyway, that's part of what's different about this time, I guess, is that, well, first of all, when we got the news, it was surprising, but it's not like... We weren't, de- we're not like devastated. No. Well, it's it's always going to be the second best choice out of the two yes. options, <laughs> but we were very prepared and like after getting all the information, we were extremely prepared and it was like not a big deal that we were having a child who was going to require like multiple heart surgeries immediately after birth yeah and like we knew what was going on we knew what we were doing we knew what everyone was doing situation was under control everything was fine everyone was going to be fine and to be clear in case you forget or it's been a long time or you haven't listened to the old episodes eliza did not pass away because of noonan's or because of of. her heart defect or because of her heart like that wasn't the reasoning it was just a court accident so we're not afraid of noonan's you know killing anyone (laughs) no so yeah we kind of had a certainly not like a worst case noonan's diagnosis in no but it was it um, was a more serious heart condition and i remember the doctor saying like the cardiologist at chio saying that eliza's heart defect is not was not the most common for Noonan's patients. So she said, like, if she had just seen the heart defect, she would have assumed that Eliza had Down syndrome or another genetic 
abnormality. Not, she wouldn't have assumed Newton's. It was like actually a very low like probability in that like that would have been her heart defect with Newton's. So that was a whole other weird thing. So that thing, was like but... another weird thing. The type of heart defect I have, which is pulmonary stenosis. So my pulmonary valve didn't open and close properly, essentially. Uh, that's like the most common heart defect with Newton's patients. Yeah, which is not really a huge deal. You can no. like live with it and they go in and fix it and then it's fixed. Or in Leah's case, not fixed ever. <laughs> and they just leave you. But that's fine too. <laughs> it's just a whole other issue. Yeah, that might be a whole other conversation. But as again, as a reminder, Leah just is short a valve because they took it out and they were like, oh, this is acceptable. Yes. It just, it's kind of whooshing around on its own. That's probably fine. They closed her up and, and it was like, see you in 30 years. To be fair, in the 90s when they did this, it was like a fairly new and semi-experimental like method of treating it. And so they would kind of do it and be like, so we don't know how this is going to work, but like, let's see. And I mean... It's working fine so it's far. It's worked out fine because it's been 30 years since my surgery and I'm still doing great. Yeah. So, you know, medicine is weird. I don't know. Anyway, all that to say, we don't... Uh, I guess we'll have a much better idea of uh, new babies. I almost said her name that we're leaning towards, but that's a secret. <laughs> that's for a different podcast episode. Squid's... Uh, we're going to have a better idea of Squid's whole heart situation in the next... Two weeks. two weeks yeah probably a pretty good idea next week and then a very very good idea the week after when they do yeah. the old the whole the whole shebang yeah so yeah we're very excited to to learn some more see what's going on in there i will say i'm a little the only part i'm nervous about is if they tell me based on squid's heart defect i need to deliver at the general which was what they told me with Eliza and yeah that's the part that I'm having some yeah fear anxiety that'd be a real bummer because we would have to change doctors again and like we're not there yet like I'm we're not at that point and it's a possibility we will make decisions when we get more information but just like I know it could be a possibility and I'm super not looking forward to that Option. Yeah, because we really like our doctor. But at the general, we would get our favorite nurse back. That's true. So it's give and take, I think, <laughs> honestly. I mean, what I might just ask, if it comes down to it, is that I keep seeing my doctor at the Civic and just, when the time comes, deliver at the general. Some stranger deliver? Yeah, like, I don't care. I had yeah. a stranger deliver Eliza. It's fine. Yeah, that's true. Like, And she was great. Yeah, she was very nice. She was amazing. Yeah, actually, now that you put it that way, that <laughs> doesn't seem too crazy. <laughs> it's fine. So yeah, that's the big update, I guess. Yeah. So I guess the other thing I wanted to talk about a little bit is just all the, just the whole pale situation. Pale, as everyone listening knows, stands for pregnancy after infant loss. It's just pregnant. Oh yeah. Okay. Yep. You're right. What? What? It's just what? Pregnancy after loss. That's pal. All right. Yeah. Okay. You're right. Sorry. I mean, you could be a pale pal. Maybe that's what that's when we start a Patreon. That's what we'll call our patrons. <laughs> oh my God. They'll be the pale pals. 
So if you want to be a pale pal, let us know. We'll set up a Patreon and you can give us money. No. Did you know that this podcast loses money for us every single time? Yeah, but it's like a fun hobby. Yeah, I guess it's a hobby. I guess it's fun. (laughs) It is a fun hobby. Let me tell you about what I'm scared about right now. Okay. So overall, I mean, we've had a very good pregnancy and been in very good space mental health wise and yeah i definitely think it could have been a lot worse could have been a lot worse (laughs) could have been terror 24 7 obviously there are still like moments where thoughts and fears creep in Mm -hmm. thoughts and feelings and fears creep in Mm -hmm. and i don't know i've i've had a few lately there are some that just kind of have stuck with me since eliza like even before we were pregnant like anytime So I have held babies since Eliza, and as I'm holding the baby, I'm just, like, compulsively keep checking, like, oh, okay, baby's still breathing. (laughs) And has the baby died? Nope, let me check. Still breathing. Good. And still breathing. And boy, that corner of that coffee table looks sharp. I'm going to really try to not (laughs) fall into that baby first. Like, these are the real thoughts that I have. And I look around our house, and I look at the pointy corners of coffee tables, and I'm like, is this a good idea? Is this a safe place to have so I did not for me to hold a baby? No, that Mike had this fear, and now I feel like I'm going to come home one day, and he's just going to be filing down all the edges of our furniture. All of our furniture is just going to be replaced with exercise balls. That's it. I and mean, we can put our food and drinks on the floor. Yeah, it's going to work out really well. So yeah. did you know that there's these things that you can put on furniture? That, I don't like, want to make it look ugly. Covers the I do know about corners. <laughs> I mean, you know, we have to be reasonable. <laughs> right. Like baby safety is on the list of priorities, but so is having an aesthetically pleasing living room. Right. So what's more important You and the potential that you are going to crash into the corner of the coffee table while holding the baby or... It's such a bad thing. Like, I don't know why it's that specifically. I do have that I mean, because you run into furniture all the time, i.e. today you ran into a piece of furniture. I know. I ran right into it. (laughs) A piece of furniture that has lived in that spot for the four years we have lived in this house. Yeah, but I walked right into it this time. (laughs) Okay, so you have a fear of dropping the baby into furniture. Oh my god, yes. Okay. There's that. I don't really, this is not like, sometimes I think we have sort of helpful uh, thoughts and advice. I have no helpful thoughts or advice about this, this except that. This is Mike's therapy Except that if I, you know, remember to be mindful about it, I can sort of separate myself from that thought and say like this is really not something that i need to be spending a lot of energy thinking about the other thing lately is just thinking about like what if the same thing happens with this baby that happened with eliza which is just crazy court accident yeah couldn't be prevented couldn't couldn't be predicted predicted or detected or anything it's just like, you know, and again, <laughs> this is where the uh, this is where the mindfulness stuff really has to take over because this is just like, you know, 
negative thoughts that we don't need to be having. These are just invasive yeah. thoughts. Yeah. And I know you've been, I mean, you've been doing more pale work than I have with professionals. Right. And like. Does this sort of thing come up? Oh, yeah. Uh, it comes up. And I mean, the thing that we are always told is like, A, your thoughts are valid and it makes sense why you're having these thoughts. And then the other thing that my social worker has been telling me a lot is instead of thinking of the like that what if negative of like what if it happens again, reframing it and saying, but like what if you bring home a beautiful healthy baby? Mm -hmm. And to kind of be thinking about to try and when you get in that moment, think about the positive instead yeah and it's like you know obviously i'm saying this and it's like definitely easier said than done and it is not it is and an easy thing to just do yeah and for me i'll say that i i have a lot of practice with this stuff because i've had terrible anxiety most of my life and i've spent the last i don't know Many, five years five years meditating and doing a lot of reading about brain stuff and practicing a lot of mindfulness mm -hmm. so when i say that i have these fears and stuff it's more like i'm getting these invasive thoughts and yeah. i feel thankfully fairly well equipped to deal with them yes uh but there's still things that just pop up and then it's popping to your head and it's really unpleasant and yeah a and, lot of and and the thing is it's it's not that i can't deal with them but you are being forced to deal with them well right and like that's the other thing that like i've talked about with my social worker a lot and she says like okay so you went through a trauma i mean we both did we experienced trauma and for most people, if you experience a trauma, and the analogy she always uses is like, you were in a bus accident. She's like, I would never have you then, like your first step in your trauma recovery be to get back on a bus. She's like, that's not the first step you do. First, you like look at pictures of buses until <laughs> you don't have an anxiety induced response. And then you stand near buses that aren't running, that are just like parked. You just stand near a bus until you don't have an anxiety-induced response, right? And so you like work your way up. She's like, with pregnancy, you, she's like, we, we can't work your way up to being pregnant. She's like, one day you aren't pregnant and one day you are pregnant and you are reliving that trauma every day and there is no escaping it. Because, like, you can't take a break from being pregnant and being like, oh, this is really triggering. I can't handle this right now. You just have to, like... Can't get off the bus. Yeah, you just have to, like, keep going. And so she's like, this is, like, one of the only trauma situations that we can't handle it the way we would handle any other trauma situation. Like, you just have to, every moment, continue to deal with it. Have you thought about looking at pictures of... <laughs> pregnancy first <laughs> i mean and then you stand near a pregnant person <laughs> i mean i think i kind of did in a way on social media like i would look at pregnant people 
And like in the beginning, that was like incredibly triggering. I did not want to see a pregnant person. I did not want to see a pregnant belly. Yeah. And like then it got better looking at like, you know, people I didn't really know, strangers, celebrities, whatever. Uh, And then the next hurdle became like people who I personally knew who were pregnant. Yeah. And I will say, right, like, I'll be completely honest. I was not gracious and I was like, it was very hard for me to be around pregnant people that I knew. Yeah. And I did not handle it with a lot of grace and... uh, Or dignity. Yeah, no. So that was like really, really hard. And then... Well, I will say, if you bring that back to the bus accident So, analogy, like, yeah, you ca- I kind of did. Well, I was going to say, it's not the same. That would be the same. That would be, like, the recovery path for someone who's been punched in the face by a pregnant person. <laughs> it's, not the sa- it's not the same as, like... Right. Be- that, like, in that way, it would be, like, you're being a bus. <laughs> yes. You don't get to be a bus or yeah. not be a bus. And that's why it's different, right? Like, you have no... Once you're pregnant, you have no... Like, there's no escaping. You you don't get to have a break from being pregnant. You don't, like, get to be like, oh, this feels like a lot today because I'm dealing with other things. I would rather not have to deal with my trauma, my past trauma as well. Well, sorry, like... I'm just not going to be pregnant this weekend at all. Yeah, because, like, there's a lot else going on that I, I... And I can't deal with, like, also dealing with that. Well, nope, not really an option. <laughs> yeah. So... I will say, I think we're doing pretty good. I, I think we're doing pretty great. Definitely think I have done better than I thought I would. Mm-hmm. And I kind of took the approach of I mean we both did we're gonna like celebrate and enjoy this baby like every day that we have this baby because like who knows what's gonna happen and I kind of unapologetically (laughs) just started sharing like everything like we took weekly photos when I was pregnant with Eliza but I never shared them with anybody we just Mm. took them and I kept them Uh, This time I've been posting photos on social media and that has, I think, kind of helped me be invested because I see that other people are invested. I see that like my family and my friends are invested and like wanting to know what's going on. So like that, I think, has helped me be invested. Yeah, that was another worry before we got pregnant was that we we're going to be like, oh, okay, we'll get excited. We've talked about this on the podcast before, but, like, we'll get excited when we hit whatever marker. Yeah. Know, uh, 12 weeks or whatever. Then we'll get excited when we hit 24 weeks. Then we'll get excited once they're here because we can't be excited before that. Like, that was a worry that we would kind of be sort of holding the baby at arm's length to protect ourselves, right? Yeah. Which... I also believe we've been very successful in not doing that. Yeah. Now, like, there are things that we haven't done that we maybe would have already done at this point with Eliza. Like what? I mean, like, the nursery, like, really isn't set up. Eh, just got to move stuff back. I mean, that's also, like, to be fair, yeah. Like, with Eliza, we had to build furniture. We don't have to build furniture this time. It's already built. No, I did that once. (laughs) 
so there are like a few things that I'm like not ready to do yet. You know, I'm not ready to set up the nursery yet. The nursery is basically in Eliza 29 week condition though. Yeah. I mean, like everything's there. We got got a little more handiwork to do cuz we got to change those curtains. <laughs> the curtains were ready for Eliza, but we hate the curtain rods. So we got to fix that. Yeah. It, it would have been okay, but anyway, <laughs> still got to put up the shelves. Yeah. And I got to fix the wall a little bit where it was not great. Right. There's like a few things we want to do. But otherwise, for all intents and purposes, all the stuff is in there. Yeah. And, you know, with, I mean, except for like the walls needing to be fixed lately, that nursery could be ready to go in like a day. Oh, we could put a baby in there right now. <laughs> So it's not like there's a ton of work to do. No, but I mean, so that's why I think that it's not quite the same as like, oh, we haven't been doing nursery stuff like we did with Eliza. It's like, well, we already did it. <laughs> Eliza's nursery is just becoming new baby's nursery. Right, yeah. It's been done. There's nothing really to do. Like just today we were talking about some decoration thing that we want for it. And yeah. Like it's not like we're pretending there's no nursery or something. No, no. And, you know, we've, like, talked about and there will be a shower, like, a baby shower virtual, of course. Patreon only. <laughs> Patreon exclusive baby shower. No, that's, Gotta sign up, folks. That's going to be, that we're gonna have. So our family and friends are gonna have a chance to come celebrate this baby. But Leo, what if we did have a Patreon <laughs> baby shower? God, no. Okay, what if it's not Patreon, but what if we do sell tickets <laughs> to our podcast listeners? No. Okay, what if they what if we don't sell tickets, but they do have to buy a gift to attend? No, because I was just about to say it's not even the baby shower is not even about the presents. Which is like Wink. I I did like a few weeks ago get really sad about the baby shower. Because we hadn't had our baby showers yet for Eliza. We had two like big showers planned that I was very excited about. Mm -hmm. And so I really just like, I just want, I just want the party. I just want the like excuse to see all my friends and family and for them to celebrate this baby. I don't even care about the presents, like whatever. That's but also the presents. Mike cares more about the presents than I do. I don't care about the, sorry, it's not the presents or the giving or receiving that I care about. It is the money. I don't <laughs> care about the money. If you just want to buy us diapers, if Mike would be diaper money. equally as thrilled as if you bought us, like, crib sheets. Uh, I don't want sheets. We have we have one sheet. It's fine. I'll wash it. <laughs> diapers, though. Cost money. Diapers, wipes, and baby wash. Baby wash? How much baby wash do we need? They gonna get dirty. Mm. <laughs> Mike's all about the consumables. Yeah, so that's like, you know, a big struggle that I won't have the baby shower that I envisioned. Yeah, and I'm making lots of jokes, but it is unfortunate. And yeah, but that's a circumstance of the year that we chose to have a baby slash in. 2021 slash... 2022 we're gonna be <laughs> we might be having the same conversation at the first birthday party and <laughs> so on and so forth but and baby first christmas that uh will just be the three of us but we'll see 
Yeah. Hopefully not. Yeah. So, you know, it's tricky. Yeah, it's really tricky. It's really hard. It's, it, it's, I don't know, it's tough to navigate. We've been given tons of support and tools and stuff to, I think, do a pretty good job so far. But, um, yeah. Sorry. She just, like... What? Kicked or something real big. Would you say it was movement? It was movement. Oh, so she is moving. I said that. All right. Thank you for listening to Baby Quest. It's a podcast. Uh, if you feel like it, you could you could go to the Twitter. You won't. I know that you won't because <laughs> no one ever does. But you might come to Instagram. You might go to Instagram. Baby Quest Pod. At Instagram dot net and you can you can always send us an email if you want to say hi babyquestpod at gmail.com and if you know anyone who might like this you should tell them about it that'd be great and they'll be like what's a podcast and then you can say no it's easy give me your phone i'll put it on for you (laughs) and then you just make sure you subscribe when you put it on for them no wait they have to be in your household if you're touching their phone Okay, new new plan. Everybody write up like little cards with written instructions on how to subscribe to Baby Quest, and then you can safely, from a distance, like you put it on the ground, walk away six feet, and then the other person will go pick it up. That'd just be a nice way to support the podcast this week. Thanks. Yeah, sure. All right, thanks for listening. I love you. Bye. Mwah.